Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Slide over, babe. You've got some company. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Colts have it. Interception. Allen. Incomplete. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Jamal Williams. A third pump will draw a flag no matter what. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Chris Long. NFL Network Insider, Tom Pelissero. Plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Uh, an open game of chuckle. <laughs> Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Yes, hey everybody, it's the final Monday of September of... 2022 we have got some company here on the rich eisen show so uh let me just explain obviously we're on the roku channel uh channel 210 for those who want to watch us every single day 12 to 3 eastern on all roku connective devices we say hello to our roku channel audience on samsung smart tvs as well as amazon fire tv if you're watching on the roku app the roku channel's free on it we say hello to you on the roku channel.com Bottom line is we say hello. It's free. Uh, We say hello to the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio listeners, coast to coast, 50-plus affiliates and growing, getting larger like Leon from Airplane. Every single day we say hello to our Odyssey listening audience. We say hello to those listening to us on our podcast, available every single day, all three hours on the Cumulus Podcast Network. Hit us with a subscribe. We say hello to all of you. And now we say hello to everybody once again listening to us on Sirius XM Radio. We're back. Yes, we are. Channel 218 on Sirius. Channel 202 on XM. We're back on Satellite Radio. Again, Sirius 218, XM 202. Hello. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Two backstops for you on anything that you miss. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Please hit us with a subscribe. We would appreciate that. And also, once this show ends live, boom, we start again on Channel 210 on the Roku channel. It's called Wheeling, back (laughs) and forth every single day. That's the way we're rolling. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you, sir? Do you have have sympathy reference pain into your ankle today? Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) for sure. DJ Mikey Diaz and D's Nuts, good to see you over there, sir. Good to see you, Rich. Good morning. Getting ready to watch... The team that he calls the varsity on the worldwide leader in sports tonight against the New York football giants. TJ Jefferson, how are you over there, sir? Good to see you. Light the candle. Light the candle. The candle's lit. I feel good. I'm ready for some football. Excellent, sir. Yes. So week three begins, uh, well, finishes up tonight. It begun 
a couple of nights ago with the Steelers beating the uh, trying to beat the Cleveland Browns, and uh, we all know the the Browns beat them back tonight. The Cowboys and Giants play one another for one would think the uh, right to be closest to challenge the Philadelphia Eagles, who looked terrific in Washington D.C. yesterday. The Washington Commanders yep. uh, getting smoked. Uh, Chris Long's going to join us to talk about everything in the world of the National Football League. He joins us at the top of hour number two. We're going to have overreaction Monday right in the center of our program. Chris Long, by the way, is going to join us every single Monday here during the regular season and postseason on the Rich Eisen Show to tell us what we just saw and give us his unique thoughts. His Green Light podcast is outstanding. You should go check it out and subscribe to that as well. And Tom Pelissero, my colleague from the NFL Media Group, will join me. Uh, and us in hour number three to tell us who got hurt significantly, who might be back soon enough. The Las Vegas Raiders, who have patently disappointed me and the rest of Raiders Nation. The uh, owner had a sit-down chat behind closed doors with the coach in Tennessee after the Raiders dropped that one to fall to 0-3. The latest on that, that's in hour number three. Okay, let's talk, shall we, about the game of the day yesterday. Now, we thought going in it would be the Battle of the Bays, the goats. We actually had live goats on NFL Network yesterday and Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers jerseys in, in advance of that. Game of the day was in the AFC East. I can't remember the last time we said that. I can't remember. Maybe, maybe when I was in college. I'm serious. Right? Because before... Richard Todd slinging the I rock. mean, as we all know, the Belichick era, it was just them. You know? The Bills kind of surprise people every now and then. The Jets grounded and pounded, whatever. Must-see TV. I said it last week in five things that I know about this season so far is that the Dolphins, for the first time in a quarter century, are must-see television. I also said number one is that the Bills are bona fide soul snatchers because they've not only beaten up their opponents, they've left them on the side of the road wondering about their existences. Rams week one and the Titans in week two. And yesterday, the Bills went into South Florida, 100-degree weather, short week game, short roster on the back end. No Jordan Poyer, no Micah Hyde, Tredavious White is still out. They had a very green secondary going into that game. No Ed Oliver up front. Gabe Davis, who was that weird did not play last week after showing up on a Injury report two nights before a Monday night game. He was back, but yep. didn't really get tired. I don't know how the Bills pulled it off yesterday, keeping it as close as they did and keeping the Dolphins down, but they did. And it was just a wild affair. A wild affair that featured everything from a botched fake spike at the end of the first half against the Dolphins, where it looked like that they were going to try and spike it. I think he fumbled it, actually. And then it was a bad actual snap. And then so he faked it and then threw it out to Stephon Diggs. That almost got pick six. That almost got pick (laughs) six. And then we saw before that, Tua Tungo-Vailoa bang his head on the turf, get up like he just got through... 60 seconds with Mike Tyson back in the day. (laughs) And Teddy Bridgewater comes in the game and you think, okay, that's not only it for Tua today, but maybe this week and the Dolphins have a short week 
They start week four against the Bengals on Thursday night. Tua comes back. Hello. And now as he come back, he looks pretty damn clear-headed as he, in the fourth quarter, on a third and 22 from his own 47, needing to get essentially to the opposing 30-yard line to keep the drive alive, goes up top to Jalen Waddell. And it's the first time the Bills, despite their green secondary, gets beat deep all day. And then the Dolphins somehow stop the Bills multiple times despite Josh Allen putting it up 60-plus times in 100-degree weather and putting together long-ass six, seven-minute-long drives against this defense, and suddenly the defense stiffens. Stephon Diggs is cramping like crazy. He's going in and out of the game. And the Bills get stopped on the doorstep. And the Dolphins have just got to try and run out the clock. But instead, on third and long, instead of running the ball, so the Bills who are out of timeouts can't stop the clock. And you can run it down, and maybe if you got to punt it back to the Bills, you put the pressure on them with less time left on the clock. Mike McDaniel calls for a pass. Incomplete. Thomas Morstead's got a punt from the back of his end zone, and he kicks the punt right in the ass of the man who's blocking for him. (laughs) A butt punt! (laughs) Let me repeat. A butt punt! And just when you thought the Dolphins could win this game, you're thinking, that taint happening. Hey, now. Wait a minute. The butt punt actually did lead to two. Hey, because it went off the cushion and goes out of the end zone for safety. And now the Bills are going to get good field position and all they need is a field goal to win. And they start driving again. And it's just like, is this game going to end? How's it going to end? It ends with Josh Allen somehow, someway. Just like his first year. Couldn't get the proper footing, had a wide-open receiver to hit, and winds up dirting it. Game over. He puts his hand in the turf. I mean, it just... And then the last weird thing that would happen in this game, the uh, uh, booth cam on offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey with something that will live forever, him just tearing up his workspace. <laughs> in full-on tantrum. That was amazing. And then that the hand, the, hand, the hand like, at okay, the end, blocking the camera. Let's help coach out a little bit here. <laughs> Somebody decides, oh, let's let's block that camera. That very, very, the by the part, way, the whoever did that, very savvy member of the staff. Assist of the year. <laughs> Holy cow. I said it the other day. I said it the other day when the Dolphins did what they did to the Ravens. I said that the Dolphins have reshuffled the deck in the AFC, that they could actually win the conference if Tua is throwing it the way he is throwing it. And when he went out yesterday, he proved his value by his absence. That's what happens sometimes. Teddy Bridgewater looked lost. I know it's very difficult to just get in a game against a team like the Bills. But reshuffled the deck indeed. This team can win this division. They're already up one. And I don't know, man. I don't know. Just when you think how sustainable could this be, they don't even have to score a ton of points. Defensively, they got after Josh Allen in a way that the Rams didn't. 
in a way that the Titans couldn't, they got after him. Melvin Ingram, he has been born again in South Florida. Woo! Is he bringing the heat? They got back-end presence as well. Ooh. And the Bills, man, I will say, I will just say this about the Bills. <laughs> and to the Bills Mafia, R-E-L-A-X, if you're in any way, shape, or form concerned about that. Well, we were unbalanced. Yeah, we still can't run it. Oh, my gosh, we're banged up on the back end. I'm just going to say this. You should go back to Buffalo, and the Bills should go back to Buffalo and say, we just took on absolutely the next best team in our division, and that's how I would look at the Dolphins if I'm the Bills. We just faced the next best team in our division in their house where weird stuff happens to everyone. (laughs) Hello, Miami Miracle. Just for, for, for instance... Weird stuff happens to everyone down in Miami. It was 100 degrees. It was a short week game for them. Cramping all over the place. We don't even have our best players on the back end of defense at all. And we held Waddle and Hill down. Hill for much of the game and for most of it, if not all the game, and Waddle for much of it. You knocked Tua out. I don't know how the hell he came back. And that's what we're going to talk about with Tom Pelissero later on in hour number three because he was stumbling around like he was a punch-drunk fighter. And he comes back in the game, looked terrific in spots, an MVP-type throw, which is what we would call it if it was somebody not named Tua going up top to Jalen Waddell to set up the go-ahead score. Put it all together, though. If you're Buffalo, you're like, this is the only way we could have gotten beat. Banged up, shorthanded, cramping, And we still damn near won the game. And we made a ton of mistakes. We left it out on the field literally and figuratively. And we still almost won the damn thing to stay undefeated. So take heart, Buffalo. You might be looking up at Miami for a while. I don't know. That's going to be a tough game for them. Short week coming off of that draining performance while the Bengals kind of put their feet up on the Jets table yesterday in New Jersey. But that's my opinion. Dolphins showed they can definitely win this conference and the Bills showed you're going to have to really put it together like that in order to beat us. The late game that everyone was looking forward to seeing. Tampa and Green Bay. Again, just like the Bills, you want to talk about shorthanded? Both teams missing a ton of people. Devontae Adams is never walking through that door again for Green Bay. And you're going to have to put it together with these young kids. That's it. You're going to have to put it together with whatever young kids are going to answer the bell and be healthy. And they're getting healthier on the offensive line, and they still have Aaron Rodgers with his clear eyes and full heart and cup of tea. And they jumped on him. They jumped on him and put 14 points on the board real fast. Yeah, real fast. And that's what they had to do yesterday. Certainly because Brady, you want to talk about shorthanded, Mike Evans throwing hands with Marcus Lattimore the week before. He's out. Julio Jones, he's hurt already. Chris Godwin got re-hurt, hopefully not for a long time. He's missing his 
center. He was missing his left tackle, Brady. He's missing his grunk. He's missing everything. And you jump on them early and you keep Brady down. That's the way you're going to win this football game. But that Bucks defense, man, they will just they're that's what I'm hanging my hat on, having chosen the Bucks to win the NFC. I'm still hanging my hat on that. That Vita Vea, that big, huge ass bowling ball in the middle of their defensive line, that in the red zone, in the lower red, by the way, I'm always hearing this high red zone, low red zone conversation <laughs> these days. The low for those who are wondering, high red zone is just right around the 20-yard line. Low red zone is when you're inside the five. So you're inside the five. And they dropped Vita Vea in coverage, and he blew up Aaron Jones and caused a fumble. This defense is outstanding. And guess what happened with Brady towards the end of the game? They start putting it together. He starts putting it together, and the Packers let him march down the field and score a touchdown with hardly any time left, and then a two-point conversion Somehow, some way, the Bucks do not get that playoff. And it's a delay of game. So now they got to score from the seven-yard line, totally different ball of wax than the two, and the Bucks don't convert. And the Bucks are now two and one, knocked from the ranks of the unbeaten early on. And the Packers respond from that goose egg that they laid in Minnesota with back-to-back wins over the Bears and now the Bucks, And what a huge tiebreak this will be. It's entirely possible. We'll see what happens with the Eagles. We will see what happens in the NFC West, whether it is the Rams and the Niners, and they play one another on Monday night one week from tonight to wrap up week four in a huge game there. Just got to wonder, does this mean a potential last game between the two 12 wearing goats would happen in Lambeau Field. Huge tiebreak in the back pocket of the Packers moving forward. Green Bay's defense is just as championship quality as Tampa's. We saw that yesterday. But one thing that I'm hanging my hat on if I'm Tom Brady is I'm going to get my guys back sooner rather than later. And he was asked after the game about why the two-point conversion was a 2.0, not a 1.0 because of the delay of game penalty? Uh, yeah, I just looked up and we had a uh, just a bad execution. It's really what it is. Nothing more. Did you try to check the run at that point? Um, yeah, it's just yeah, there's a lot to it. So bad execution on offense at a time where we needed good execution and we didn't get it. And there was a lot of other times we had a lot of other bad execution and. I think the reality is when you do that, you don't have the opportunity to score points. So it was uh, too many plays where we were behind the sticks and not good on third down and penalties, turnovers, missed opportunities. And, you know, defense played great. We've got to play better on offense. We've got to do a lot better job. We haven't scored many points all season. So three games, we've got to get a lot better. Go ahead, Mike Del Tufo. What were they really thinking? Do you see who I'm playing out there with? You want to talk about execution? I'm playing with guys that just, uh, you know, one guy DM'd me. Slid into my DMs on Instagram, Cole Beasley. We'll get him up to speed. (laughs) But I'm playing with a bunch of guys that, you know, and we're, you know, we're trying to move guys around. We're trying to 
Motion guys. Yeah, I'm a goat. I I I I don't know what to tell you. I got a whole bunch of new guys around here. I'm trying my hardest. We are. And by the way, I think you can buy this Forever Young t-shirt at tb12.com. Kind of a cool shirt. It is. <laughs> but that's what he's really thinking. I'm just hoping he's not sitting there thinking, why the hell did I come back? I don't know. I've got my two. I've got, I, I don't know why. I'm just seeing the lack of joy in his game. And I think part of that is he doesn't have his guys. He did have them for a, for a hot minute in week one. A hot minute. And then Julio's hurt and Godwin's hurt. And now he's down. He's he, he's feeling he's feeling like he's back in New England in 2019, I bet, with all yeah. of his weapons around him. Exactly. And and so he's just going to have to wait it out. The problem for the Bucks in the short term is the Kansas City Chiefs, who just spit the bit in Indianapolis, are coming in for Sunday night football next week. But... It's still, we're still marathoning. We're still marathoning. We're not sprinting. However, in the marathon, the Packers are running this marathon with a tie break on Tom Brady and the Bucks in their back pocket when everybody comes back healthy and starts playing some serious football. When the stakes get higher and the weather gets colder. 844 204 Rich, number to dial. What do you think about your team? What do you think about what's going on in your world? Chris Long will join us coming up on this program. Also, Tom Pelissero to give us all the information, news, and notes, and injury news. Mac Jones looks significantly hurt. The Chargers got absolutely banged up and spanked by the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to hit that game later on in this hour. But when we come back, the Sunday night football game, we cannot unsee. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Roku channel, Odyssey, Terrestrial Radio, and Sirius XM. We're back on Satellite, folks. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. 
844 rich number to dial here on the Roku Channel 210. Odyssey and Sirius XM, baby. Yes. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We've got phone lines lighting. It's great. We'll take some calls shortly on this program. Chris Long, top of hour number two to discuss what we've seen in week number three. Um, Sunday night football. Let's talk about it, shall we? <laughs> do we have to? You should do that. Well, there was ice and the game <laughs> do we, stunk do we on we it. have to? <laughs> um, let's talk about the Broncos first. Let's talk about the winning team first. That's how oh we gosh. roll. We okay, should start the, by what I text Chris about the game. Uh, let's not do that. <laughs> Let's not do that. I think it's 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 commentary commentary like that that gets uh, account suspended. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Broncos. I'm watching the Broncos last wow. night. I'm watching the Broncos last night, and I'm thinking to myself, this looks familiar to me. Why does it look so familiar to me? It's so eerily familiar to me. What I'm watching. Yeah, deja vu. I did. I did, and I'm like, why? What is it? I can't quite put my finger on it, and. I'm watching this team completely struggle. And I'm watching them struggle on offense. Not defense. I'm watching a terrific defensive performance by Denver. And I'm watching the offense just look terrible. Terrible. And the quarterback look thoroughly subpar in the process. And... It was just a, a, a constant mishmash of checkdowns and swing passes and running plays that go nowhere. Don't see the imagination that you think you could have with a quarterback who can run it as well, right? We're not seeing a lot of riding. And... Trust me, I'm also focused on this because Javante Williams is my fantasy running back and I needed points desperately, and I'm just watching him run in and out. Cooper, my 11-year-old, also has Javante Williams, and he asked me a question I never th- he's never asked me before, and, and I never thought he would ask me. Dad, who's Mike Boone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, son, I guess I he's like their that. third down back, and it doesn't matter what the down and distance is or how incredibly talented our fantasy running back is. He's coming out, and Mike Boone's coming in. And at one point, Mike Boone was getting just as many snaps as Devontae Williams, and this team's struggling on offense. Like, where, where have I seen this before? And then... Late game, all of a sudden, offense comes alive. Boom. It's like we struck midnight and the pumpkin's a carriage, like the reverse Cinderella. And all of a sudden, we're moving, we're shaking. First downs are a cropper. Ball's coming out quick. Quarterback feels more comfortable moving around, finding guys. Touchdown. After struggling the entire game. And then the Broncos win. And I still can't put my finger on it. And then I heard the quarterback after the game being so incredibly positive as if what we just saw was peaches and cream and <laughs> roses and rose petals the entire time. Here was Russell Wilson afterwards on NBC. These guys battled all night. I mean, this is a terrific game. I mean, it doesn't get any better. The battle back and forth. This team's really good. San Francisco, I've played them for years. I knew, I told the guys earlier in the week, it's going to come down to the wire in the fourth quarter. 
and we got to win it. We got to find a way. And despite all the trouble and the battling, our defense played amazing. And what a, what a game it was. What a game it was. Do you think he even knows what he's saying? Dude. Like, he's just in post-game rah-rah talk mode. He's very positive, and that's when I finally put my finger on it. He's the second version of Tebow time. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. Now, that's not what's being envisioned with Broncos country, let's ride. Right. Tebow had terrific receivers, too. Right? Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker. That's like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Good running backs, terrific defense. Looked terrible the entire night. Looked like the ball was coming out with your left hand, your left foot. He's left-handed. Honestly, was that not a Tebow time type performance last night? Offense looked terrible. They're booing. That's where I was, again, I heard the crowd booing. I'm like, where have I heard that before in Denver? I was there that night on a Thursday night against the Jets nationally televised game. Tebow looked terrible. Boo. All of a sudden, win. Yay. Oh, gosh, they won. And it left me wondering, how sustainable is what we just saw? Especially because they, in Denver, this week, to Nathaniel Hackett's credit, added a new coach to the staff, a gent named Jerry Rossberg, who's been in the league 40 years. He's sitting up in the booth helping with the game management. Unfortunately for Denver, the new game manager coach went 0 for 2 on challenges. <laughs> Baby steps. Baby steps. Do they hire a game manager for the game manager this week? And maybe they're going to have to do that. <laughs> 40 years, you shouldn't be babystepping. Amen. Amen. <laughs> babystepping. And I know Broncos fans will be hearing this take saying, great take you had on the Raiders winning the division. Well. Terrible take, and I will hit that later on. It's early. And the Broncos go visit Vegas next week. Oh. And they can take into that the fact that you are what you are in this league. And what they are right now is a 2-1 and one team tied with the Chiefs atop the AFC West, even though the Broncos have one fewer points scored in their first three games this year than the Chiefs had in the 44-point win they had in Week 1 in Kansas City. So Kansas City has scored 88 points, half of it in Week 1. They have the same record as the Broncos. Let's ride. Let's ride. But I'll tell you what, I am. I do have concerns as to how sustainable this is moving forward if that's the performance we're going to see. Because it looked very Tebow time-esque. Terrible throughout. Boo. What's going on with these decisions they're making on offense? The whole scheme looks completely out of rhythm. The quarterback looks totally out of rhythm. Oh, it's time to win. They march down the field. They win the game. Quarterback so sunny positive. We're gonna, this is great. I knew it looked familiar. <laughs> that's what it looked like to me. But they're 2-1, and one, and Russ is on top of the AFC West roost through three weeks tied with the Chiefs. <laughs> that's crazy. Facts. <laughs> this league, man. Now the 49ers. I mean, the whole... Jimmy G is there, and it's just going to make Trey Lance nervous, and it's going to ruin the whole quarterback room and locker room and season for the Niners. All that talk, as we all know, went poof in the middle of 
last week's first half when Trey Lance gets hurt. And the whole idea, certainly with the Niners winning, is like, okay, now it's just going to be Jimmy G and the Niners, just like last year, and this team is going to go on a deep run because Jimmy G is much better than Trey Lance and much more efficient and much more veteran, and the locker room believes in him, and he took the team to the NFC Championship game last year, so on and so forth. But what we saw last night from Jimmy G and the Niners on offense is exactly why we were wondering how Jimmy G could push Lance and create a problem if he gets in the game because he will be more veteran than Lance and we will see the ball come out in ways that Lance did not have it leave his hand and get into the hands of, say, like somebody named Debo Samuel, who, as we know, had a terrific game last night and certainly in the first half, was going off in a way that we did not see in the first two weeks of this season. And last year, what we saw over the last two years from Debo Samuel to earn the contract that he got in every way possible is because Jimmy G was the guy throwing him the ball last year. So we saw that. And then we also saw from Jimmy G the exact reason why they traded all those picks to go get his replacement. Just shooting you straight. We saw from Jimmy G some football and head-shaking plays (laughs) that caused the Niners to essentially say two drafts ago, we're done with Jimmy G long-term, and the clock starts ticking on the end of his realm right now and whoever we draft is going to be the one to determine how long that stay for Jimmy G in San Francisco and with us will last and it turned out to be a kid who was very green in Trey Lance and they didn't have to make that move at the starters role last year and decided this year was the end because Jimmy G plays football at the quarterback position on occasion, so erratically, so mistake-prone that they just can't live with him anymore. I've never seen somebody step out of the end zone like Jimmy G did fading back to pass, and you might sit there and go, oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, Dan Orlovsky did it. As a matter of fact, Tariko mentioned Orlovsky's name immediately, and Orlovsky sent out a freedom-like tweet, as if he was William Wallace, on the spot that went instantly viral, and why not? (laughs) So yes, I have seen that before, but Dan Orlovsky didn't throw a pick six on that play either. I've never seen somebody step out of the end zone to create his own safety, and it's the better result than the actual play that resulted. It saved him four points. That's a first. That's a first. It was actually better for San Francisco (laughs) that he stepped out. Because if he didn't, it would have been a pick six. They would have lost the lead on the spot instead of forcing the Broncos to force us to continue to watch them on offense to try and score points. I'm telling you, man, this is exactly why they wanted to move on from Jimmy G. 
And then Trent Williams goes out and gets hurt, which was significant, to say the least, because yeah. he's the, you know, That's an all-pro at the left football, tackle yeah. for a reason and going <laughs> to the Hall of Fame for a reason. Yeah. And, and But then Jimmy G has a chance to win the game late. Did he no-look that pass over the middle? I don't think he was looking directly at it. He flung it over the middle, and Kurt Warner will always tell you on game day morning that Jimmy G's biggest mistakes are between the hash marks, and he did it again last night. You can't make that throw that he made at the end of the game when you're driving and all you need is to get Robbie Gold set up in the thin Rocky Mountain air to win this game. You cannot make that throw. You cannot turn that ball over, and he did. It's exactly why they wanted to move on from him. But they got him, and he's still better than most. Certainly the options that they had. And so now it's a one and two San Francisco 49ers team taking on the Rams on Monday Night Football next week. They better still have the Rams number. Otherwise, they're one and three. Two plus games behind the defending champs in the NFC West, if that's the result that the Rams get coming out of next Monday night. Huge game. This is what Coach Shanahan said after the game about Jimmy G's play, that safety, and and he took he took one for everybody. He took one for everybody, because as I told you, his seat's not hot. Go for it. I mean, that, that was a tough situation I put him in. Um, that unblocked guy coming. Um, wish we'd had time for the big play and could have ditched it. Um, but it was a tough situation I put him in. How did you evaluate the way Jimmy played today? Uh, I thought he played real well in the first half. I mean, I thought he was made some plays, um, hit the ones that were there, and then made some that weren't there. I'm um, in the second half. Uh, I don't think anyone on offense did good, including myself. I mean, we didn't really get into rhythm the whole time, and um, our defense did a hell of a job keeping us in there, but um, we weren't able to get it going. Defense looks great, don't they? Yeah, oh my gosh! Really good yesterday, yeah. I mean, certainly when they're getting away with trips like Nick Bosa did. Boy, that's that that, that shot that Bosa had of that's looking be completely reviewable. guilty. It's got to be reviewable. I know it really hurt the Broncos to kick off uh, the second half that way. But the defense looks terrific. Boy, how great is Fred Warner? Ah. He's everywhere. Oh God, I love watching him play everywhere. So look, Niners defense, you're looking good. Jimmy G's just got to get rid of those mistakes. Got to get rid of those mistakes. And, and, and Kyle Shanahan took the, took the heat for the play calling on the safety and the way things are going in the second half. We've all got to be better. So I'm telling you, his seat's not hot in San Francisco. It's not even close to lukewarm. Ooh, it's not. It is not. It is not. I have another poll question idea. <laughs> who's who's hot? Who see this hotter? No, no, no. Okay. Who's more off the hook for their thing? Orlovsky now that Jimmy G ran out of the end zone. Or me for Or you because App State beat Texas A&M. Let me explain to you. I'm going to lose that 100 to yeah. zero, but still a great one. So well, Dan no, no, no. Rich you might or not neither. Rich. I'm going to put neither me, on there. Because like I told you this morning, Brock, when Michigan is not off the yeah, Appalachian neither. State hook, neither. Dan Orlovsky's not no, off I mean, of the running out Dan Orlovsky stepped out of bounds and no, no, Michigan still step. lost to Appalachian State. Jimmy G but stepped. others have now done it more recently, so yes. No, Rich. Jimmy but G actually, stepped out. a fourth choice. Excuse Orlovsky me. ran. Fourth choice, but none? I put neither. Who You're, put neither. neither? Both neither Orlovsky or me. Oh, neither. Oh, That's my oh. vote. Oh, okay. I yeah, yeah. I we're both off the hook. There. Now you're not. Right, hold on. I'm going to hit both. <laughs> at least we won. As soon as you tweet this out, at Rich Eisenshaw, I'll hit it with a retweet. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. we got a great poll question. we got Chris Long. we got Tom Pelissero. we got you. we got Overreaction Monday still to come 
on this show. And when we come back, oh, baby. Yeah, there's the stepbrothers, Orlovsky and, and uh, Jimmy G. That was really well done. Stepbrothers? Uh, it looks very silent to the lambs that they've done with yeah, the faces I mean, there, too. It's very poor Photoshop. Orlovsky, you step your game up, man. That was done really quick. All right. When we come back, the Jaguars Duval. Yes, Duval. Here in L.A. County. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. When you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you are opening up more than just doors, people. You're unlocking potential. The potential to do your own thing, be your own boss, steer your own success, and blaze your own trail. Each and every Sprinter van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit that open road and take on any goal you set to help you follow your own passions, reawaken that spirit of adventure, and check all those big, bold, fun, and exciting experiences off your bucket list. Owning a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van lets you live, work, and play out your dreams no matter how far off the beaten path they'll take you. And with 16 body types, your choice of a gas or diesel engine, and thousands of ways to customize... A Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. All right, folks. You know what? As you know, um, on this program, uh, I, 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 I take uh, every possible opportunity to point out just what a flaming, complete, utter, unmitigated disaster Urban Meyer's head coaching tenure in the NFL was. <laughs> that was like, where's this I mean, going? it's truly the Lord's work. I mean, I, I, honestly, as you know. And so I, I've said uh, many times, this year, your Jacksonville Jaguars, it's got to be worth at least a few games yeah, in the win column. Absolutely. The fact that not only did they hire a Super Bowl winning head coach who knows how to connect himself with a young, talented quarterback to the best of his ability. Not only that, he's got a sunny disposition. And not only that, his name is not Urban Meyer. So he's not only Doug Peterson, he's also not Urban Meyer. Peterson. I did not know. I did not know. It would take just three mere National Football League contests to prove this point crystal clear (laughs) to all of you in the football-loving nation, certainly in Duval County, where the Jacksonville Jaguars are currently your leader in the AFC South clubhouse. They went after Carson Wentz, could have won that football game in week number one. They could be 3-0, man. Could be 3-0. They shut out the Colts, and then they come here to Los Angeles and put the spank-a-lank-a-lanka job, as (laughs) Michael Irvin would say, on the Los Angeles Chargers, who for some reason still started Justin Herbert, gave him a shot in his rib cage, which thankfully, you know, hit the, the spot. And, <laughs> and, and they threw it 45 times with the guy. Now, they had to put it up nonstop because they started falling down early because the Jaguars came here and put it to him. Put it to him. Trevor Lawrence damn near threw for 300 yards. Three touchdowns for Trevor Lawrence. Three tutties. Three Touchdowns. Now, you'll be like, Rich, come on. How is that an indication 
of how this is because Doug Peterson is there and he's also not Urban Meyer. Well, this happened in SoFi Stadium last year when the Jaguars went to SoFi Stadium. It was the game against the Rams, not the Chargers, but it was the game, if you recall, in which James Robinson fumbled early and then poof, disappeared, got benched like he was some redshirt freshman and not James Robinson, benched. And this is the game where, due to all reports, Trevor Lawrence had to go up to Urban Meyer and say, where's James Robinson, essentially? And, oh, yeah, put him back in the game. Finally goes back in the game. It was a total disaster. The Rams beat him up so bad. I believe Tom Pelissero, our third-hour guest, was the one who reported that the players on the Jaguars went to Rams players after the game to say, get us out of here. Get us out, please. You have no idea how bad it is in our locker room and our franchise. And they return to the same stadium in week three, not only spank the Chargers, but James Robinson, he runs it in from 50 yards out on a fourth down. The coach is pushing buttons. He's using James Robinson. And Trevor Lawrence suddenly looks like the guy we thought he could be. Just three games in. Christian Kirk's running around. Mm-hmm. And just in case you think, maybe I'm just, you know, doing that whole Michigan thing. Just to, I've got two sound bites. Two sound bites. You tell me, let's play a game. Which Trevor Lawrence sound bite was from last year and then which one was from yesterday? <laughs> At SoFi Stadium. Same, same locker room, same, I assume, step and repeat. Maybe even the same uh, members of the media. All right, soundbite A. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously, um, I think I've done a better job taking care of the ball. It's one thing, um, but I don't really want to talk about the you know the things that are that are positive right now. You know, we got we just we got to play better. Even if there's a couple things that we're doing well, we got to do a lot of things, a lot more things well to to win games. So, all right, could be just he's just trying to focus on. Keeping a level head, right? Keep that in your head. Here's soundbite B. Yeah, I think our confidence has been really high, honestly, the whole season. Every game we've played in, <clears throat> obviously, there's been times where uh, we could play better, but I think our conf- confidence has always been really high. And that's and you see that on the field and the confidence that the coaches have in us, too. You know, went for it on fourth down multiple times. Didn't get one of them early, but that's all right. Still the same plan. Stay aggressive. Um, and the guys handled it really well. All right, you want to guess <laughs> which one? Well, he has good hair in both. Just yeah. so everybody. Right right good I mean, one. Thank you. Not everyone's watching on the Roku channel. Great right. job to serve the listening too. audience. Mike. Phenomenal hair in both. Facial features, very strong yeah. jaw. Good job, guys. Yep. Painting yeah. word pictures. Yes, really so those good. Who might not be really watching on the Roku channel for free. Really good. I'm going to say uh, B was yesterday. Yes, you win. Woo. You win. <laughs> you just heard the difference in his voice. By the way, he's standing up straight or he's two. Like, he's like a peppy. He's like, yeah. Go get a Coaches believe in us. We stayed consistent. That's Not like true. some guy who's, you know, our top running back coming in. The year he's benched because he fumbled. Like that'll teach him in the pros to not fumble. Nobody 
And SoFi yesterday went up to the Chargers and said, please get us the hell out of here. <laughs> Doug Peterson, not Urban Meyer. Two and one Jacksonville. They, you know, they may not win a lot of games. I might be wrong about that. And I think they are going to win a lot of games, quite honestly, in the future, maybe more than you expect this year. But what a difference a year makes. Same building, different results, big time, big time. Jacksonville Jaguars, two and one after three weeks, having won two in a row. And next up, it's Doug Peterson walking into his old spot in Philadelphia. Talk about a Philly special. Oh, baby. Chris Long coming up, hour two. And one other thing while I'm on the subject. And another thing, Monaghan. Let me just say this. Speaking on behalf of all Michigan Wolverine fans, especially since Fox is going to Iowa next week, I don't care how much Charles Woodson you put on the screen I cannot watch Urban Meyer lead into a Michigan game, period, end of story. I will not. And I love Charles Woodson. Not enough Woodson deodorant will keep me from not clicking that channel. But that's the choice they've made. And I'll say this as well. I don't know if this is true, but I saw it on Twitter. And I certainly didn't see it on the screen. I was told that Fox wouldn't let any Wolverine fans who are at, say, the Wolverines' Big Ten home opener and homecoming game against Maryland, prior to which the entire Fox College Football Sunday crew was at Ann Arbor, I was told there could be no anti-Urban Meyer signs being held up. Really? I'm seeing that as well. Really? (laughs) Oh, okay. So we're just going to act like none of that happened. But we can put up on the screen he was 7-0 and all-time against Michigan. We can do that. We could put that graphic up for everybody to tweet in in my timeline. But any signs talking about anything he's done, no, take those down. Got it. I'll remember that. Didn't miss that. Hour two coming up. <laughs> 